uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to Out Loud. This episode was recorded in Las Vegas, Nevada during Customer Contact Week 2018 or CCW. It is the biggest and most important event when it comes to customer service, customer experience and contact center on the planet. As you see today, we attended to bring you all the news and latest trends from the event. In this episode, I am joined by Five9 who were the event main sponsors to get their perspective. Five9 is a leading cloud call center software provider and first up, their president, Dan Birkland, was on hand to talk to me. Have a listen. Firstly, Dan, thank you so much for taking some time to come onto the podcast. Obviously, we recorded the, the CCW promo podcast a couple of weeks ago, and, and we're finally here, actually, actually at the event, CCW. So how, how, are you, how are you finding it so far? We, I realise we're right at the beginning, <laughs> so there's not a lot. Yeah, great, Patrick. Thanks. It's wonderful to be here. Um, you know, this show, CCW, continues to expand and become a, a very very important event for our industry and really when it's all about customer contact and really the customer experience and we're seeing a lot of um we're really at an inflection point within the industry and we're seeing a lot of innovation that's coming uh that will really reshape i think our industry for years to come well i want to touch on some of that uh innovation a little bit later on but in in terms of this year you said it's maybe a bit bigger what what are the main trends that you've noticed? I realize we're very early on, but you, you can see from the show floor and the general buzz around about, about the different trends. Sure. Without question, if you look over the even the last decade or two, um, the types of innovations and enhancements that we've been able to bring from a technology perspective um, are at an inflection point that I think you're going to see more innovation in the next three to five years than we've seen in the past couple decades. And one of, that, one of the reasons is, as you're noticing and we're all noticing uh, here at CCW, uh, is that there's a real push to figure out how do we leverage new technologies to gain access to the valuable data uh, that exists about consumers and about our customers. So when we're setting up technology solutions for our customers, it's very important that we look at how companies can access that data to find out preferences, uh, find out past history, look at customer journey, uh, and therefore determine and oftentimes let a system through things through technologies like AI, machine learning, and leveraging uh, NLP and other technologies to be able to say, how do I serve this customer with a personalized customer experience um, that is unique and that takes advantage of all that valuable data that, that exists? Historically, we've been unable to really capture it and bring it together and then make intelligent decisions in real time. And I think that's what we're going to see over the next several years is how we bring that uh, to reality and put in practical use cases uh, into the contact center couple things that are required for that and that are essential prerequisites are really moving the contact center infrastructure to the cloud as well as the CRM to the cloud. Once you're in the cloud, it then gives you much more flexibility to be able to adopt some of these newer technologies. And some of the the customers that have been most successful, as you said, in, in leveraging those technologies and enabling that improvement in their customer CX provision were rewarded last night at the, at the CCW Awards and, and you were presenting may I say you did a very good job so there's potential career in the, in the, in the media to come there if, if you ever wanted to fall back to presenting did, did you enjoy the awards what, what were your main sort of take I thoroughly enjoyed it I was honoured to be able to host the event and uh, we did give away some wonderful um, awards to folks that are innovating and really leading the industry in areas that are helping their companies differentiate from their peers um, and we recognise 
recognized folks, whether they were smaller businesses, whether they were large enterprises, BPOs, um, or you know technology providers uh, like Five Nine. We were able to really recognize the the full spectrum, and each of those companies that were uh, were rewarded with uh, and awarded. Um, as a winner were, were ones that have broken away from their, their peer set. And it was just a, a real honor and, and privilege to be able to see um, what came of that may, that uh, award ceremony last night. And um, it, it is something that today we're just scratching the surface as companies go through their whole digital transformation strategy. Um, it touches all parts of an organization, but there's specific strategic elements that come to how we improve the customer experience. Because unlike any other time in history, consumers today can switch brands uh, more easily than ever. And, um, and so companies need to be conscious of how they deliver that customer experience and how they can continuously improve on that so that their customers stay loyal and their customers put out the word that this is the company you should do business with. In, in terms of CCW itself, you guys at Five Nine are the, are the, are the key sponsors. And I just wanted to, an update specifically on how, how your 2018 has gone so far. We're, we're halfway through the year. So I just wanted to know in terms of growth, you, you know, you're one of the most exciting prospects that we deal with and i just wanted to see from your perspective how you think that the the year has gone so far yeah the year has been wonderful i i think if uh, if you look at our performance as a public company we we you know release uh specific metrics uh quarterly um but we continue to see our enterprise uh, business grow as we get further and further up market and gain the trust of larger and larger enterprises to provide them with their cloud uh contacts and our services it, it allows us to uh uh, to, to gain further market share. Um, our enterprise business is growing uh, 38% year over year on an LTM basis, and we don't see that changing anytime soon. We're still at the very early stages of a, of a transformation of contact centers from the old legacy providers uh, in the base to cloud-based solutions like Five9. And if you look at it, you know, according to, to Gartner and others, uh, we're only 10 to 15 percent penetrated, meaning 10 to 15 percent have made that migration over to cloud. So the, the, the game is still well ahead of us. Uh, there's a lot of growth opportunity and a lot of uh, opportunity to help companies with that digital transformation. And as you said, that your cloud-native basis enables customers to leverage potentially so many more assets and tools in terms of improving their own CX experience for customers the the, the legacy on-premise providers can't can't really compete with is, is that what you see as the main differentiator in the industry it is being in the cloud allows us as the supplier or provider of the service to continuously innovate and make those innovations available to all of our customers uh, in the old world, on-premise, I would have to, if I innovated and built something new, I would have to go upgrade and oftentimes change out hardware and software uh, and go to a whole new system in order to provide new technologies. And that's a very difficult proposition. As you look out over the thousands of customers, you know, how do you go out to each one of them individually and, and open up and make available new new technologies and new innovations? And we can do that very easily as a multi-tenant cloud provider. And as you touched on earlier on, one of the main drivers for companies looking at a cloud-focused solution is being able to enhance technologies that have become a buzz phrase. And we go to a lot of these events and we hear a lot of AI, ML, but you guys are actually putting that into practical action for your customers, aren't you? And it's often difficult for them to necessarily understand the specific business use case and how they're going to leverage value from it. Right. And, and you know, when you look at AI as an example, it's it's important that 
we understand that we're at the very early stages of understanding, A, the technology and what it can do for a business, but then, B, how do you apply it in a way that is going to give tangible and meaningful ROI uh, on the investment made? Because it isn't easy, right? We're looking at saying, okay, as an example, uh, if I want to listen or transcribe a real-time conversation between an agent and a consumer and then be able to derive from that conversation um, what is being requested. I can transcribe it. I can apply NLP to that text and then understand the question that's being asked by the, the consumer and do the searching of all the different data sources for the agent rather than have the agent hunting for where that answer might be uh, while they have a superficial conversation with the, the consumer. Now the agent can sit and focus on the customer and the consumer and let the system go fetch the data and come back with suggested responses. That's a very simple, straightforward, you know, agent assistant example of where AI can help. Um, but again, you're looking at about four different technologies I just mentioned there, and who knows how many databases and data sources to go search for that data. So it sounds simple and straightforward, um, but it is something that needs to be thought through and put together in a, in a fashion that, from our standpoint, we want to get to a point where it's not a highly custom project every time somebody wants to do something like I just mentioned, but rather a repeatable um, you know, capability that we can apply across the board to many customers. All of it will require some PS because you're going to different data sources for each, but it's important to make something that's relatively repeatable. Now that's a really interesting point and something I haven't heard a lot of in terms of, you're absolutely right, at the moment some of these, the use cases and the projects to implement AI and ML are having to be so bespoke because, as you said, we're at such an early stage of the technology, but you guys are obviously working on putting sort of packages together that are repeatable and can leverage a benefit for a, a much wider breadth of customers who might not have had the might not have the resources you know necessarily to look at a bespoke project with you know huge amount of individual design if you can put a, a package together that's repeatable across the industry that, that's a, that's a real differentiator that that's exactly right and that's that's what our goal and objective is and it's certainly uh, okay to go in and do a large custom project but uh, but we want to get to a point where we can apply this to many of our customers that can benefit from it and, and just just finally dan I, I always try to just ruin everything with the last question by getting you to try and do do the impossible. Where where do you think in sort of the next five or ten years we're going to be? Obviously, we're, we're seeing the growth of these emerging technologies, but what do you think the the contact center industry is going to look like? Maybe when we meet again in CCW uh, in five years' time. Yeah, that, and that's an excellent question, and I think it's important to to point out that you know historically um, there were events that took place where people said oh that's going to create a, a reduction in in the contact center uh, functionality or requirement for a contact center um, examples such as you know speech recognition came out and everybody said oh we're just going to talk to the talk to the machine uh, talk to the IVR and it's going to go fetch answers and come back and and I can do uh, automated self help and I don't need to have have a contact center or and we'd all do banking by phone and that would be it. Uh, and then the second phase of that was, oh, the, the advent of the Internet and the websites and everybody will just go onto the website and do self-help on the website and get their questions answered there. Well, th those did nothing to the contact center other than just raise the bar as far as what what is expected of companies that interact with, with customers. So now we need to take that information that they spoke into an IVR historically. We need to take the information that they performed on the web on the website 
And so when they come to the contact center, ultimately, we see that information, we see the journey that they took and how they got to the contact center and what they'd done previous to that so that we can better serve them and personalize the, the interaction. But uh, same goes for AI. When we look at AI, people will say, oh, AI, chatbots, the machines are going to be talking to the customers, not, not people, not humans. And I think what it actually will do is we'll use the technology to enhance the human interaction. So the human interaction will continue um, humans want to speak to humans and that will continue. Uh, and what will, what will happen is we'll raise the bar for what we expect from an agent and what we expect from a personalized, um, unique customer experience. And so, uh, we'll just continue to raise the bar and I think we'll leverage more and more of these technologies to make service, um, really the key differentiator, uh, products can, come together and be um, somewhat uh, synonymous with one another. Um, but I think the key differentiator in the future um, will be the company that services their customers the best. Well, I look forward to seeing, you know, the progress that you guys at Five Nine make, and I look forward to our conversation in, in five years' time. So, Dan, thank you for sparing the time. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Excellent. Thank you, Patrick. Appreciate it. After speaking to Dan, I was joined by Nikki Hall, who is their Vice President for Corporate Marketing. As well as a host of other responsibilities, Nikki is in charge of events at Five9, so I wanted to pick her brain, particularly about the Customer Contact Week. I started by asking her how she had found the event so far. It's been great. Um, it's been great to interact with the customers and prospects and just learn about their challenges and what the opportunities could be as we help them meet their challenges. And from a Five9 perspective, is that the the main reason for attending events like this? Is it that customer feedback mechanism? I would say it's two things. Number one, it's to understand the market, right? So to talk to customers and prospects and the competitors and see what um, the opportunities are, where we should innovate. But also, number two, to for branding, right, for awareness perspective. If you look at a customer's journey, um, the first phase of the journey is awareness, and they go to these events to kind of figure out who, who's who in a certain space. That's a, that's a really good point. And obviously it doesn't apply to you guys at Five Nine because you're so prevalent at events like this. You, you know, you're one of the main sponsors. We went to the award dinner last night, you know, sponsored by yourself, presented by Dan. But I've heard before other events, it's almost more a case of if, if you're not there, everyone wonders what's going on. So you're absolutely right. It is a, a presence thing and, and getting the branding out there and your presence out there is, is, a, is a critical factor. Absolutely, and especially if you look at our growth over the past year. I mean, our market cap right now is $2.2 billion, which is huge, and we have to make sure our brand keeps up. And one of the things you were saying before, that that market cap and that pretty extraordinary growth that we've seen from yourselves, it's pretty much solely down to you since since you joined <laughs> no no i don't think so but <laughs> thank you <laughs> it definitely is a team effort and um since i've been I, I built out the team um i had to bring in some top-notch talent um you know michael rose who's here um jason legitacy just a lot of different folks and um and they know where to focus to have the biggest business impact and by doing so it's built a lot of credibility internally and we have a tight partnership with sales now so it's it's interesting when i first joined we were last on the sales enterprise sales call we were last on the agenda when i first joined and sometimes they would forget about us and I'd run down the hallway don't forget about marketing and now um if you fast forward um we're first on the agenda we're the very first agenda item when it comes to corporate, which is great. It just shows you the value that marketing is playing. I mean, I was obviously being tongue-in-cheek by putting <laughs> the, the growth completely down to you, but you're absolutely right. It is a, it's a team 
a, a complete team effort. And it's interesting to hear from you, you know, that that connection that is required between sales and marketing. So often they're siloed, but it needs to be a, a collaborative approach, doesn't it, to, to really maximize growth? Absolutely. And I've never felt it like I have here. I mean, just the sales and marketing alignment is like none that I've ever seen before. And I've been at some you know, really stellar companies, Cisco, that was a great company, Polycom, BMW, and Porsche. I worked in an agency um, that mar- did marketing for them. But I've never seen that sales and marketing alignment before. Um, the other thing, I think, the growth of our company, it's because of the the needs of the customer, right? They're demanding a certain experience, and um, and as those demands kind of increase, so does the business. And they're turning to us because we provide a superior experience. So what I hear from industry and also what I hear from customers, it's, um, you know, our product's good, right? It's, it's a really good product. But our key differentiator for us is our um, deep integration with some of our kind of uh, the CRM partners and our high-touch premium support, customer service. Um, they see us as a trusted partner. It's that, it's that holistic package, isn't it, rather than just a fantastic product, lack of support. It's you know, focusing on all those areas and making sure all the bases are covered. Exactly, right? So the deep integration, trusted partner, cloud first, so it makes it really, really easy. And the fact that we provide a personalized experience. We have the tools. We know the customer, right? So kind of this like notion of know me, and we can provide that personalized experience. Um, and, and in terms of the, the, the branding, what's the, what's the main way to try and differentiate yourself as, as a vendor as an event like this? Because obviously, as, as you said, you, you mentioned competitors before. It's a, very, it's a competitive place, those expedition floors. Expe- I will say expedition as if you're going to the Antarctic. It's, an, it's def- definitely not like exhibition, I should say. But it's a, it's a complicated place. So, so what do you do to differentiate yourselves and, and, and make yourself stand out from a 5-9 perspective? Well, this was our first time doing, you mentioned the award ceremony, and this was our first time doing that big splash. When my team comes to me and when they want to focus and invest in certain events, I'd rather focus on doing fewer events and do them really well. So that today, you know, this event, I should say, is case in point of that. So hosting the award ceremony, uh, making sure that we're kind of ever-present, if you will. We have a lot of joint marketing programs with our ISV partners, so we um, call minor Eureka, Authority Software. We have um, just really maximizing our presence here. So it's branding, joint marketing programs, executive meetings. And we have a lot of, um, we have a meeting today with ServiceNow and other executive meetings about the partnership. So it's really just ensuring it's an end-to-end strategy when we come here. Yeah, so, uh, and that's obviously another crucial point, enga- engaging with your technology partners as well as that customer feedback mechanism but what, one thing you said there which is really interesting and I hadn't thought about asking you how do you go about selecting those priority events because obviously as you said you've made you've made this a key focus and this is a this is obviously a, a customer focused event is that because of how poor how important the customer is to five nine is that, is that why you've selected this as one of your you know main platforms as it were this year yeah, no, we have a playbook and a formula that we use to evaluate different events. But yes, the customer, absolutely. The quality of the customer, the interaction. We also look at leads. So we look at past you know, history to see how are those leads performing from a uh, total qualified lead perspective, sales accepted opportunity perspective, and close one business. So we look kind of trailing back to, for, to make investment decisions moving forward. This specifically, you said this is it's a key focus event, and that there's a number of reasons for attending, whether it's you know technology partners, customer feedback, leads, whatever that might be. In general, all, all events 
not just customer focus, but all of you attend another te- number of technology events and other contact centre events. They're incredibly important, aren't they, for, for Five Nine, not only for branding, but for all, for all of those reasons we discussed before. Absolutely. I mean, in relationships, I mean, you, like, you can't, there's, imagine the amount of time it would take to fly around to meet all the different customers and partners. People don't have that time. I like to say time's the enemy. <laughs> so um, when you come to an event like this, you can just really fortify a lot of relationships. Yeah, and it, it, it effectively, it, it brings all of those d- different partnerships in, into one place, doesn't it? You've got, like you said, you've got your customers here, you've got your technology partners, you, you can have a quick look at the competition as well. It sort of brings it all into one place. We're constantly re- refining our brand and extending our brand, so we want to make sure that we look at the competition, the competitive landscape, see what they're doing, what the opportunities can be to stand out. In, ter- in terms of standing out and that, and that differentiating factor, here you mentioned the, the sort of ever-presence, the sponsoring of the awards. For, from your perspective and your team's perspective, I'm sure there's a huge amount of work that goes in in the background. You know, I only get to see the, you know, the nice aesthetic on the front, but there must be a huge amount of background work that goes in, a huge amount of time and resource spent in, in the whole team getting 5-9 ready for an event like this. I have a wonderful event team and led by Trisha Gouveia and... She just has a formula that's worked that she's used at other companies, and she just makes it so seamless and easy. Michael Rose, he's our head of brand communications. He arms us with you know, an executive brief so we know exactly what we're doing, what is the key messages, what are we trying to achieve, etc. So, yeah, it's the, the team works really well together. Thank you so much for spending the time. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and having a chat. Well, thank you for having me. Many thanks to Five Nine and to both Dan and Nikki for coming onto the podcast to have a chat with me. If you can't wait for our next Five Nine interview, which is actually coming pretty soon, head to the website and search for Five Nine. CCW18 really was a great event though, and there is loads more to come on the website at uctoday.com and on Outloud, so stay tuned for that as well. That's it for today though. If you like this episode or any other episode in the series, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a rave review. Even if you don't, Thanks for listening.